Live Above the Noise, the Choiceful Family Project. Welcome to Live Above the Noise, the Choiceful Family Project. I'm your host, Wayne Yurcha. Our digital world brings us many benefits, but it also exposes our children to an addictive and toxic mix of tech, media, and consumerism that harms their healthy development and undermines their happiness. To better navigate the ever-increasing pressures and challenges of this accelerating digital world, today's children and families need to develop a power we call choicefulness. Choicefulness is a power built on a new and different set of skills, skills specifically designed to protect and prepare our children for a fulfilling future in the age of noise. So if you're a parent looking for new ways to engage with your children, motivate your children, and prepare them for a positive future, we have created this podcast to help you. Thank you for joining us. This is podcast number five, and I'm here with my podcast partner, developmental and educational psychologist and kids media expert, Dr. Rob Breyer. And last time in podcast number four, we talked about the high brain, what it is, and how noise is disrupting high brain development in our children. Today, we're going to talk about something that no one ever has enough of, and when we lose it, we never get it back, and that's time. So, Rob, today, time design. Tell us a little bit about time design. First of all, let's make the distinction between uh, time management, which we all know about, and there's some great time management programs out there, and then time design. So, time design is the type of time really importantly designed to make sure that you have quality time, not just you're managing your time, but you're building into your time quality time. Because we think of things sometimes as important, but not urgent. And what you have to begin thinking more about is in this day and age, those same things, those important things that give you long-term advantages about learning how to develop your ability and your awareness and your control, they may not seem urgent. But we're saying, given how much has changed in society, building in something that gives you the balance between your outer world and your inner world is now urgent because the outer world has increased in complexity and power. So it's pretty easy to put things on hold and just deal with the outside things around you and take care of that. But it's very different now. So we can't urge you enough to think about this idea of quality time in a new way. So and when you say quality time, you mean the quality of our time, as opposed to the amount of time we have. So we can't get any larger amount of time, but we can improve the quality of the time that's that's making up our life. And we can think about it as five types of time. The first type of time is taking care of business. We call it TCB time. All of us have to do that. We have the bills to pay, the taxes, the shopping, everything, the air, you know, the working on the house, cleaning up, taking care of the kids, driving them to school. All of those things are a given. That's our TCB time. So no way around that. And we just do the best we can, but we do have TCB time. Second type of time is toxic time. And we define that as time that creates negative emotions. So 
Now you're on the freeway. Now you're driving your child to school and you get stuck in traffic. All of a sudden, your child's not going to make the first class on time and you start to get upset about that. That's toxic time. That's when your emotions take charge of you. And that happens more and more, even to the point where on the motor vehicles tests are talking about road rage. What's the increase in road rage? That was never on the motor vehicles test. But now they're really talking about road rage being toxic time while you're driving. So that's increasing. You have TCB time and toxic time is the second type of time. So like I'm up in Canada, as our listeners know from the first podcast, it's been a long time since I've taken a motor vehicle uh, test. So road rage is now an issue that has to be dealt with on the motor vehicle test, hey? Yeah. And they ask how much road rage or how much, what's the increase in road rage? You're supposed to know the incremental change in road rage. And that's extraordinary. That whole idea of your car and toxic time. So in a way, TCB time, which may be that, hey, we have to get to work. So that's in our taking care of business time, in a sense, turns into toxic time on the road for for many of us. And it doesn't have to amount to road rage, does it? It can amount to sitting in traffic, moving hardly at all, frustrated by the fact that we've got better things to do, but we're stuck in traffic and it becomes toxic for us. Not only that, I mean, think about just the computer in general or your computer breaking down. You need your computer to say, for example, to pay your bills or to send messages or get something done and your computer's not working or your wireless drops out or all these other possibilities with technology. That is TCB time gets interrupted. All of a sudden you're freaked out emotionally and that's turning it into toxic time. So it's happening on every level all around us where taking care of business gets harder and because it's more complex, for example, and creates toxic time if you can't or there's some barrier in the way of getting the TCB time done. And I would imagine that when we're in toxic time, I suppose that we can get into a situation where it just becomes a habit almost, can't it? so that we immediately react quicker and quicker because of the frustrations that come to us from all of the noise around us. Yeah, and and that leads us to the third type of time, which is coping time, C time. And why that's important is because if dopamine, which we mentioned in other podcasts, is the pleasure hormone, we're just wired to want that. It's part of everything we do, which is give me some more dopamine, because dopamine is the pleasure hormone. And that's natural. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you start thinking about if my TCB time is a mess and I can't get anything done, if I get into more toxic time, what am I going to need here to balance my life? Is it going to be the drink? Is it going to be the drugs? Is it going to be sleeping? What's going to happen? How am I going to cope with this change in TCB time, toxic time, and now C time, which is coping time? And there's obviously some ways of coping that may be healthy for us and the things you mentioned that aren't healthy for us, which can become terrible patterns for a person and and result in, you know, major addictions that change their entire lives in incredibly negative ways. And, you know, what it it does, Wayne, it, it also is really slippery in the sense that if you need to cope more and you say, well, television's fine. You know, I'll just watch TV. I'll just zone out on some series that's on television or I'll play video games. 
This is the difference now, is that I can cope with technological, what I think is entertaining. And in a sense, it is entertaining, and it will give you a pleasure hit, you know, and will be pleasurable. And in that way, it's good. It's fine. Except if the toxic time and TCB time increase, and you start finding yourself doing more and more coping time in order to bring in pleasure in your life, because tech is available, and it's a good thing, but at the same time can be abused if it's all about coping. Recently, I had to do a a routine blood test and I was down in the lab and the person who was the lab tech was saying to me, you know, just making small talk, what is it that you do? And so I mentioned these podcasts and she uh, started to get into it very agitatedly and said, well, you know, her son is so deeply into games that he locks himself down in the basement and they basically never get to see him. And it's incredibly upsetting for her. She doesn't know how to handle it. So here's a situation which I think a lot of parents are going to be uh, familiar with if they have, well, I guess it doesn't even have to be older kids now. It can be younger ones as well. But to where parents don't even know how to handle this manner of what at one point used to be pleasurable for their kids, which is now turned into this beyond coping and into an absolute toxic addiction. And if we, if we track the research on what is happening to children in depression and in suicide and in anxiety and all those dimensions that are incremental, they're on the upswing, then the natural response to that is, I'm going home and lock myself in my room and play video games. That's a coping time mechanism, but it's also based on what's happening to the outside world with noise. And if the noise is incremental, plus you can't even change it, then all of a sudden you're going to start coping more. And that may end up being in the the digital world. Yes. And today is a day where, a terrible day, there was another uh, mass shooting at a high school and it's all over the news. And I saw an interview with a young woman at that school, and the person asked them, you know, is this something that that they ever thought would happen at their school? And she said, stunningly, she said, yes, she always expected it to happen. So when you're thinking about kids having to cope, they're coping with things that I can't even imagine having to cope with when I was a kid. Yeah. And that's why you hear all the time about this idea, like, I was really surprised. You know, there were no signs of this. Sometime it's that way where the sign was, uh, the coping was in the basement, you know, uh, in order to cope with the stress going on, for example, in school. And this really, really, really becomes important when the school does not understand where the passion of the student is and doesn't measure for their passion. So, Here I am, an individual, I'm a kid, I'm trying to establish my identity, I have my own passions, but the school is saying, no, this is all about test requirements. So you need to study, you need to meet these standards, all necessary, but maybe out of balance with regard to the number of counselors that can understand the new stresses, the new pressure on kids, and be careful of how they begin to cope to eliminate those pressures. 
Yeah, and we talk about that and we talk about, you know, what noise is doing to the high brain development from the last podcast and how uh, children are having less and less of the resources they need. In other words, resources they need to be choiceful in their lives. So moving on to the next type of time, uh, the next type of time is enrichment time, or we call it e-time. What would you like to tell us about e-time? Well, first of all, the reason for e-time, and there's the next fifth time that's called i-time, we're taking the position and the understanding based on the research that you must develop balance, number one. You can't allow the culture to increase its levels of noise without having something in place. It's got to go beyond just coping. You can't think I can take care of this incremental noise and toxic time by coping only. So you wind up in trouble if that's all you got. So e-time is the fourth type of time. That's enrichment time. You're going to have to understand how to enrich yourself. What is it that is enriching, which means basically increases my development, helps me develop and move into more choiceful behavior. So that's e-time, understanding what it is, how to build it into your life. And it's the kind of time that if you're not careful, you will neglect creating e-time for yourself because the outside world is very, very powerful and it'll pull you out of thinking and absolutely monitoring what you need, what's good for you, who you are, what your identity is, how to get more e-time. So e-time is enriching time, and it takes an awareness to understand what's good for you personally on an individual level, because the outside forces typically don't recognize it. And it's even hard for parents to understand what their child's passion can uh, translate into with regard to the future. And they may just think of a child's passion or their multiple intelligence skills as something like not as important as school. Yes. And from the standpoint of the parent, I'm sure that there are many parents out there who are nodding right now that they're not getting enough e-time because when you start to have less and less ability to control your time, I'm pretty sure that for a lot of parents, the thing that goes first in their lives is e-time. Wouldn't you say that, Rob? I absolutely agree. And that's why it's so important to have time design and understand how critical it is because it's very easy to neglect e-time. And so the last one is i-time. Tell us a little bit about that. So if you're going to have e-time, what you're really going to do is say, I'm an important person. I need to understand who I am. I need to help myself. I need to have some self-control skills that support me and develop me. That's my e-time. Okay, now how am I going to make that happen? That's where I-time comes in. And the key to I-time is that you must get quiet inside and develop your high brain abilities. In order to understand how to do this, you have to get quiet. Uh, some people do it through meditation. Some people do it through mindfulness. Some people do it just through self-reflective skills that they develop, quiet time during the evening or, or some point in the day. Some people take a nap and they just simply reflect on what's going on. But that's I time. That's inside time. I time refers to 
inner time. And it makes it incredibly important these days because outer time has become so powerful. So that's another area that's pretty easy to neglect is your I time and your E time. But those, to me, from an emotional intelligence perspective, those are the most important two forms of time. And yet most people wouldn't consider those as important as they are. And there are some simple things we can do for that too, aren't there? We were talking privately about this thing called forest bathing, which is an interesting name for it. But but what is forest bathing, Rob? You were telling me about it and that it comes from uh, from the Japanese. Yeah, well, from an, an awareness point of view, it's understanding the power of nature, first of all. So you become aware. Now, you're not going to do this typically unless somebody suggests to you that there is power in nature. And so all the research indicates that when you get quiet and you sit in nature, something is going on biologically, which we talked about last time, to your body. And it's calming you down. It's creating some sense of wellness or well-being inside by just being in nature. And some of us feel that. You know, I know on my, on my own situation, if I drive up to the mountains in California, it's only an hour and a half to the mountains for me, Lake Arrowhead, I can feel things changing as soon as I get up into a different level, different, you know, past 5,000 feet up there into the forest. I've noticed that for the last 20 years. I can see it while I'm still driving. Uh, you know, there's a sense of relief like, ooh, it's starting to feel different. And that's nature. You can do that in parks. And it's an amazing thing because most of us don't understand the power of that. So that's an awareness thing that must take place first before you begin changing your behavior and using that tool. Well, I just got to tell you a, a funny little thing. My wife and I used to have a dog named Pepper. And uh, we used to go and go hiking and various other things. And there was a particular area that we used to like to go to that was a lake and a forest. And it was just a beautiful area near Victoria here, uh, BC. And we'd have the window open a little bit. And as we were getting close to, well, I'd say a mile, I don't know, a mile and a half away from this particular area where the forest started to get denser and you could kind of see the landscape change, Pepper would stick his head out of the window and start howling like, uh, hey, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. So, I don't know if it was anything to do with, uh, he's thinking, oh, I'm going to do some forest bathing here or what. But maybe animals just sense that whole idea that nature gives them some benefits that we don't really realize in our sort of our intellectual way that's happening to us. And it, it almost sounds too simple, doesn't it? And that's probably why we ignore it sometimes. And I think if you're so caught up in toxic and TCB time and coping, there's plenty of research here to show you that you can change your awareness first of what the importance is of nature. And then you can shift your abilities from using that new awareness. So there is plenty of support for the idea that nature as one thing, for example, and you can use eye time in nature. That's a beautiful experience. So here's your five types of time then. We call them time design. And the idea is for people to try to, to shift their time a little bit, isn't it? Even if it's a little bit so that they're in the more positive areas of time and less in the more negative or, or even neutral areas of time. That's the goal for us, isn't it? 
That's right. And we can give our listeners a little chart that basically talks about the five types of time. And then for a, a choiceful challenge this time, we can say, why don't you just take a week and monitor uh, Monday through Sunday, how much time is TCB on a daily basis? How much time is toxic? How much time is coping? How much is E? How much is I? And at the end of the week, take a look at the hours or the amount of time you spend in each one of those. I would predict that most of us, if we're not aware of the impact of the types of time, would spend the majority of that time in TCB toxic and C time. And we would sacrifice our E time and I time. Yeah. And, and you and I have talked about a term for that. We say is taking your life pulse that's exactly what it is, isn't it? I mean, if you find out where the beats of your life are, where you're spending that time, you take your life pulse, that's the first thing of it. And and that's where the awareness part is really so essential before there can even be any change. You know, that's why we set up choice fullness as these three levels, because you can't get to changing things, which are your abilities to deal with this world around you and therefore control your world until you develop certain awarenesses. The time awareness is the single most important first step, is to understand time, the types of time, and shift it so that you're balancing your life more than you were previously. And do you have any advice at this point? I know we'll be talking about this more as time goes on, but do you have any advice for parents right now how to shift it? What is some little thing that they can do to say, okay, I realize I'm in this. This is a way that I can shift that. We're encouraging the listener to simply take this as a series of baby steps just by doing one thing, understanding that I need to change the balance in my life. I need to create a ritual, I time, E time ritual daily in order to begin shifting that balance and I can start with as short a time as two minutes, one minute. But what it's doing is keeping me aware, mostly of this ritual that needs to be reestablished. You will not get to be choiceful unless you understand that you have to shift the balance, spend some time inside, and then understand how to make changes occur. Well, thanks, Rob. And that's what we're going to be moving toward as we continue this conversation in the next podcast. So in podcast number six, we will be talking about time compression and how it affects our relationships. And we'll be talking about shifting the quality of our time through time design. Also, um, please take a look at our website under podcast five for that chart that we mentioned that details the five types of time. And once again, those five types of time are TCB time, taking care of business time, toxic time, Coping time, which is C time, E time, enrichment time, and I time, inner time. So until the next podcast, thanks for listening and live above the noise. Hello, everyone. If you'd like to get our email update about new episodes, tips and tools, and all the latest information, please sign up for our Noise Watch update on our liveabovethenoise.com website.